Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's from the Norwegian Supergroup. Aha! Come on, Uncle Jed, the party's starting. Hear that music? Sports fans, football is well underway. Basketball is on its way. Baseball almost done. All that chatter plus other random thoughts. It's time for Sports Yak. Brought to you by Rabbit Wigs. This holiday season put that rabbit in a wig. And now here are your hosts, Corey Mann and Chuck Freebie. This is your announcer, Jimmy Schultz. Good morning and welcome to episode 15 as we head into the weekend. Chuck Freebie on a bye week for Notre Dame, but that doesn't mean not everyone's got a bye week. A lot of people are still playing football. A lot of people are getting ready for basketball, if not already playing. They're practicing. A lot of people getting ready for a big rock concert here in town. Lots going on. Garth Brooks coming to Notre Dame Stadium. First outdoor concert at Notre Dame Stadium. You know what? Um, this might be the first time the three of us on the morning show that we're on together are going to the same event. I think so, yeah. I, I didn't want Melanie feeling left out, so we, we helped her out. And well, Diane won tickets this week from our local furniture store. That's exciting. Can I ask where you're sitting? Like, uh, you know, ballpark, stadium? Um, I would say southeast corner of the stadium, upper deck, kind of up towards the video board there. Okay. Yeah. We are on the uh, other corner there, southwest corner. See, the problem with southeast corner as I see it is when this storm blows through tomorrow, typically the wind comes off the lake, Mm -hmm. blows out of the northwest, and it'll be smacking me in in your face. face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to be pleasant. So what do you think you'll be wearing to the show? Do you go full-on overall coveralls outside gl- gloves? Uh, I might because I have not been 100% healthy for about two weeks, and the thought of sitting out in a rainstorm is not exactly appealing. We'll I see. think of you as Ralphie's little brother, Ricky, in Christmas I, Story. could be. I, I might need somebody to just tow me up to my seat. <laughs> I can't put my arms down. A Hunter Killer on the last episode, the submarine movie, opens next Friday, 40% Rotten Tomatoes. Really? 40%. I usually, I don't bat an eye if it's 70 above, but once it's 70 and below, I'm you got to be careful. So maybe we ought to save our money on that one. Save your money for maybe a Netflix. Yeah, that could be a home rental. I was thinking about this uh, the other day. My son is uh, in the Netflix era, so he'll never understand the bathroom, kitchen. Yes, I saw that. Jump over the uh, sofa. It's on! Right. You know? 
Remember those days? Well, and and you still have them for live sporting events. Yes. Hulu runs commercials, which uh, it is painful to have to sit through those. Oh, I know. I'm surprised they don't all just scroll on the bottom of the screen while we're watching the show. Just a, you know, what do they call that? A, a crawl. Crawl mm-hmm. in, in a TV world. Where do you want to start? I'd like to, I, I thought this was a fun fact on this day in sports history. Uh, first of all, happy birthday to Evander Holyfield, uh, a big time boxing champion. But on this day in sports history, his birthday, 1998, Mike Tyson gets the opportunity to fight again as he got himself a two-year timeout on Evander's birthday, he gets to fight for, again. For turning Evander into Vincent Van Gogh by biting the ear. You look at it slow motion, we clench, and you know what? And You put your head like this, I did my head like this, so it's like you can see that I'm putting my ear, it's like I'm setting myself up. I, I do like this, and when you bit my ear, it show you how I, I pull my arm, because you were holding my arm, and I pull my arm out, and man, I, you know, and everybody was telling me, he said, God, now the holy, you got leaked, man. Did you see how high you jumped? <laughs> and I said, and so I, I jumped and like this and stuff. And time I come down, boy, and like, you know, because I'm from the ghetto. And so my first thing is, I'm going to grab him and, and bow hug him and bite the day. Like, I got to get him back. And I kept on saying, I want to get him back. I want to get him back. I want to get him back. I said, no, 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 don't stop it now. I want to get him back. Biting the ear. Do you remember that? I remember can, that. Can you think of a, of an athlete who has had a more tumultuous career than Mike Tyson. I mean, the highest of the highs, mm-hmm. being the world heavyweight champion of the world, which there's a redundancy, being the heavyweight champion of the world. And back in the 90s when boxing was still a big thing. Yes. I mean, you were the baddest man on the planet. And believe me, Mike Tyson was the just to look at him engendered pure fear for people. And then this incredible fall from grace with the rape charges and everything else that came with it. Mm-hmm. And now kind of out the other end with this, I, I don't want to say this renaissance in his career, but you know the Hangover movies have been very kind very to him. Very helpful. And kind of trying to rebuild his persona. He's in a cartoon that's really popular, I've heard. Uh, he loves birds. <laughs> but the face tattoos. That, I mean, that's a little now, out there. And then we've talked about this in previous episodes, the tattoos and, and what that's like. I can't imagine a face tattoo. Mm-mm. First of all, that's something it, you're not going through the MBA program if you get the face tattoo. I'm pretty certain that that's going to stop that criteria right there. My son loves him some Post Malone with the face tattoos. Just strange. Yeah. I remember uh, this bar up the street here on Ironwood. Okay. Uh, it Was was it Doolittle's back then? Yes. yes, it was. I DJed there as a side hustle. And I also, that was one of the locations I've been to where there was a pay-per-view event. And it was Tyson versus somebody. And it was a first round knockout, yes. but it was it was so tense watching that first round of any of his fights. Well, because you thought he was literally going to kill. He was going to kill somebody, and a bar has paid for us to watch him do that. Yes. Uh, other pay per views I was thinking of that I've been at a location that I participated with a group of people when Hooters was first opened. I was working at a rock station across the street, 
and it was um, UFC fight. It was uh, the big wrestler who crossed over, big guy with a knife tattoo. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar versus who would be who would be the top fighter back then? Like when UFC. Oh gosh, what was his name? Ra- Randy. Uh, oh. See, you're getting out of my bailiwick when you get into UFC. Yeah, what was his name? Anyway. Big time guy, and it was it was the air in the room was getting sucked out because you didn't know what was about to happen. Right. And Randy then I, Couture. Randy yes, Couture. that was him. That was him, Chuck. And man, that was, and just the 10, and we were in that room for probably three hours waiting for that fight at midnight, and then it happens. And then there was a couple of wrestling pay-per-views I've sure. I've been a part of and hosted at my own How house. often will you watch a pay-per-view? It's been years. It's been years. But in the early 2090s, I would say I would say a total of 15. See, I I I think maybe two in my life. Yeah. We would have we would have the wrestling gatherings at the house. I think I went to one wrestling one and, and people, one boxing one. People chimed in some money to help pay for you yeah. know the, the deal, but um, yeah, boy, those are like a UFC fight. I've no I've been in- to a friend's house. I've seen one, but it's been it's been a long time. It doesn't have any interest for me now. I know there are people that are really into that scene. Yes, and I have nothing against them. It just doesn't do anything for me. You know what I actually do? I watch Twitter and see what people are saying about the fight. Well, yeah. And then they make a... There's usually enough snippets on there. There's a 20-second gif of, a gif of uh, you know, the yeah. knockout. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> on this day in music history, 1998. A guy by the name of Mark Nieto filed a lawsuit against Aerosmith for alleged hearing loss after one of their shows. Now I can say to your face in all honesty, I saw Aerosmith twice in one week back in the day. Once at Notre Dame uh, for the Get a Grip Tour. Okay. It was a Get a Grip Tour. Uh, amazing was on that record. Crying was on there. Mm-hmm. Kind of another a resurgence of their career. And then I went with my brother in law to Fort Wayne. I've never been in that much pain in my head than I did after that show in Fort Wayne. It was the loudest. So you're I've, thinking this guy's got a case? He oh absolutely. I mean it was painfully loud. And I've been to I'm going to say thousands of shows. I've never felt that uncomfortable. Do you wear earplugs when you go to the shows? Depends on the show. I do take them with. Mm-hmm. Um, I do take them with. Like this weekend, I highly doubt it's going to be painful. Right. But I have been to painful before. I dare say we put on a painful show three years ago with Skillet. At the Compton. At the uh, yes. hockey arena. Oh, yes. That hurt. Because that's not a room for music. No, it's not. And they cranked it. In fact, I remember our former boss, Pete Summerall, God rest his soul, had a DB meter on his phone and he's like look at this thing and it was reading red it was i dare say 120 110 is an airplane taken off i'm pretty sure i left <laughs> did you yeah because they they didn't were playing your favorite song and you're like i'm out of here i'm out of five thousand five hundred five thousand i don't know what this that's what the kids say so anyways yeah so take your earplugs tomorrow all right. Or maybe an Uncle Buck hat, you know, that covers. Love, I, an Uncle Buck hat will be appropriate love considering the weather. 
Uh, quick baseball, Red Sox are heading to the World Series. Yeah, they beat Astros 4-1 in that American League Championship Series. I think that might have surprised some people. The Astros had some pretty solid pitching all year long, but that Red Sox lineup just bludgeoned people. Uh, they got the benefit of a, a big Joe West call out there in the outfield on a controversial home run, although to A.J. Hinch's credit, the Astros manager, he said that that did not cost Houston the game. There were lots of other things that happened in that game that Houston didn't execute on. Andrew Benintendi made that beautiful diving catch to preserve game four, giving the Red Sox a 3-1 series lead. So now Boston gets to sit back and wait for L.A. and Milwaukee to duke it out. Dodgers have a 3-2 series lead in that one, but they're in Milwaukee for the last two. Wade Miley going to go to the mound to start game six for the Brewers. Now he started game five, and Craig Council pulled him after one batter. He basically wanted L.A. to put together a lineup of primarily left-handed hitters. Mm -hmm. And then he brought in uh, Chris Woodruff. And Woodruff threw the ball pretty well, but Milwaukee just didn't generate enough offense. Did uh, you see the Ben Zobrist video? I've seen it. It, it was. I get. I appreciate the effort that went into it. Yes. Uh, it's it's Zobrist basically watching the playoffs with the Mumford and Sons song "I Will Wait for You" playing, and mm-hmm. he kind of lip syncs to it. And I, I get the sentiment behind it. I thought it could have been better executed. Yeah. I, I think he's got a sense of humor, but it didn't feel like up to par with who's the other guy that's making funny videos in Twitter world right now? Big beard. Um and he's he's and he he'll he'll do uh he'll take audio from the movies and him and another player will have you seen this guy? No, I haven't. But Tim Holland? No, I don't know. I can't think of his name. But it, the the Zopras video didn't do all that much for me. A C plus, would you say? C plus? Yeah. C minus? Yeah. Speaking of Twitter, I always like to take a look at at 46 Sports to get my uh, sports taste. Well, that's for what the, the cool people like to do. What kind of people? The cool. Oh, okay. You had a poll on. Final results are in. Yeah. We talked about this. Well, that's why we ran the poll, right? Wow, the influence this show has on you personally. I'm going to go ahead and like that, first of all. Which football overtime method do you prefer? Let's break it down one more time. High school. You get four downs from the 10-yard line. College. You get the ball at the opponent's 25-yard line, first and 10. It's a possession. NFL. Uh, The clock, somebody kicks off, clock starts, they play a quarter. If you score a touchdown on the first possession, you win. If not, it's it kind of goes until somebody outscores the other. Congratulations on 403 votes, by the way. Thank you. 13% NFL, 15% high school, and running away with 72% of the vote, college. Although I like the suggestion from a couple of people, um, both Ben and Ken, suggesting that the college overtime start back at the 40. Therefore, it's not where somebody is automatically in field goal range right when you start. You've got to do a little work to get into field goal range. Okay. I see where that's coming from. And and I could picture that if you were going to carry that over to the NFL, just start at the 50. Start at the 50. Yeah. Speaking of football, right then and there, uh, what did you say here? Tonight starts high school playoffs in right. Indiana and Michigan. Well, Michigan's the last week of the regular season. 
Got to win seven. You have to win six to qualify in Michigan. They'll they'll wind up taking some teams with five because they won't have enough six-win teams, Uh, which personally, I kind of like that system. Now, I realize there have been some teams in Indiana that have finished the season with losing records and gone on to win the state title. It's been done. Yes. And teams get, you know, they have to overcome injury or – they play a really tough schedule during the regular season that prepares them well for their tournament. I get that. But I like the fact that the regular season has to start has to stand for something. I mean, there's some 0 and 9 teams playing in the sectional tonight. And it's like, why? What have they done to merit having a postseason? And if the math, uh, if I read your tweet correctly, we're talking six games. Up into a championship. For the teams in 4A and below. 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A. Okay. You have to win six games to win the state title. Okay. For the 5A and the 6A, there's only 32 teams in those classes, so you only have to win five. Okay. Of the six wins, uh, if you are going to predict from this point forward, who's going to Indianapolis? If I were to pick teams from this area, who's going to Indianapolis? I think you could very well in 4A have a semi-state between Mishawaka and Northwood. And the winner of that game would go to Indianapolis. Okay. Uh, I don't think anybody in 3A is good enough. There's a chance, an outside chance, that Bremen could in 2A. Nobody from the North in 1A is better than Pioneer. So nobody from our area is going to the state in 1A. 5A, Michigan City's pretty good. Phil Mason's got a nice team over there. They've got terrific defense. I could see them making a run in 5A. 6A, Penn might lose the first game of the sectional. They might go all the way to the semi-state. They are just an unpredictable bunch this year. Once you lose, though, you're done tonight. Yes. Yeah. You don't it, lose, you're done. The rest of the season in Indiana, you lose, you pack up your gear. And you head back down to Northwood, Northwood and Plymouth tonight. They played just last week. Yeah, and it wasn't pretty. Northwood won it 56-8. to It mm. was 28 nothing by the end of the first quarter. What do you think's going through a player's mind after that just happened last Friday and you're looking at the same team again tonight? Well, Bob went down to Plymouth this week. Okay. I, I did not, and typically I do, but I wasn't feeling great this week, so I stayed back. And Bob went down, and he said, you know, they looked at the film, and it was purely, they see it as execution of tackling, that they got too deep on some on some setups and gave Northwood too much room, and then when they did get to people, they didn't wrap them up and tackle them. Now, I don't think that's all 56 points, and, and I think Plymouth knows that, but if you're a coach... You have to go with the psychology of we can win this game if we execute and we do things properly. Now, I don't know the Plymouth's got the horses to beat Northwood. We'll find out tonight, I suppose. Right. Uh, but, you know, that rivalry has been full of they've played back-to-back weeks before. They did it back in 2012, and Plymouth beat Northwood something like 35-17 in the last week of the regular season in 2012. And the next week, Northwood beat them 17-13. So that can happen. 
Now, 56-8, that's a heck of a turnaround to have to make. Right. But we'll see. Wouldn't that be cool for a great follow-up from last week's game to this week's if they they had a tight game? And you can watch that game live, Chuck Freebie. On the Facebook. The Book of Faces will have it on our 46 Sports page at 7 p.m. All right. Uh, Let's jump up to college. Notre Dame has the week off, and while they have the week off, a little entertainer by the name of Garth Brooks will be at Notre Dame Stadium, the first concert ever inside the stadium. I'm going to put on the promoter hat real quick. If I were Notre Dame and I heard rumors of a summer show 2019, I would have gotten that on paper, signed some documentation. I would announce it Saturday night. Of course. Just for the fevered pitch of, if you like this, get ready for. And you put out on the yak the question, who would it be? And you threw out, I thought, three very possible names i feel like in bruce springsteen i feel like they all have a connection to the university in one way or another bruce springsteen you two or taylor swift Mm -hmm. i voted did you vote uh let me get it in front of me i did i voted springsteen you wrote in springsteen Mm -hmm. i i voted for taylor swift 40 percent taylor swift wins the poll Mm -hmm. you two 27 percent bruce 33 percent all three of those I would go to. Oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple other ones. And I'd like to congratulate the Yak uh, Twitter. 15 votes. We're building. We're building. We're getting there. We're building. Uh, you can obviously follow Sports Yak. Sports Yak with two Ks, Chuck Freebie. Two. The second K is silent. It really is, if you think about it. Uh, college. So Notre Dame's got the week off. Important games to watch just because you can kind of see some, maybe some possible shuffling in in the poll. It's Ohio State and Purdue. Purdue. You can hear that one on Pulse FM at 7.30 on Saturday night. Ohio State hasn't really been tested yet, except, well, I shouldn't say that. They won at Penn State. That was a big test. They came from behind in that game. They go into a different kind of atmosphere Ross ate at night, kind of a weird place. But Purdue has never, ever, ever, never won a key primetime game. Hmm. Never. And I don't see it happen Saturday night. Why do you say kind of a weird place at night? It just, it's got a different vibe to it. Okay. I mean, now I'll tell you. Purdue Buying ba- from the fans or lack thereof? Well, it just, yeah, it doesn't seem like it... Uh, it doesn't seem like it cranks up as much as it should. Mm-hmm. Now, you go to Mackey for a basketball game, that place, Wacky Mackey, is a well-deserved reputation. Okay, But Ross-Aid has just never been a place where opponents go in and, oh my gosh, we're at Purdue. I've got a good friend who is a Penn State grad. He called in a favor. So I called down my boy Jeremy Gray behind the scenes at IU. Got G-G. him hooked up for that game uh, tomorrow. It's IU and Penn State. In Bloomington. Yeah, I mean, I think Tom Allen's team could give Penn State some difficulties. I see some good out of Indiana, but again, they're just so doggone inconsistent. And defensively, I still don't think they've got the chops to beat teams. The game I'm really curious about tomorrow is the Civil War in Michigan. Michigan and Michigan State. At Michigan? (laughs) I think it's at East Lansing. Okay. And... uh, those two teams just do not like each other. Uh, Michigan State still taking umbrage over the little brother comment made by Michigan 
think it's 10 years ago now. But Mark D'Antonio is not going to let them forget. And they get fired up for that game. And if there's a team that could take great delight in just knocking Michigan right out of the playoff picture, it's Sparty. But they've been so incredibly inconsistent this year. I mean, they lost at Arizona State. They lost to Northwestern at home. I I don't know what you can expect from the green and white tomorrow. NFL Bears Patriots on Sunday, a one o'clock kickoff. You're in the South Bend area. I'm taking those Bears. Patriots what? Haven't won on the road yet this year? Did I read that correctly? I still you're taking the Bears? Do you think the Patriots are anything like they were last year or the year before? I don't see that same team in my glancing of sports film. You've got you still have Brady, you still have Gronkowski. You still have pretty good defense. You still have Belichick. I mean, there's there's a lot there for the Bears to have to overcome. I mean, the Bears couldn't even close that thing out at Miami last week. That was It was the sunshine and the heat and, I think, a well, lack of regulation lighting. That defense looked gassed <laughs> in did. the fourth quarter. They, did. they just looked like, oh, I can get there, but I can't tackle you, so just run by. Ugh. I don't know. Let's go. Let's go, Bears. Come on. Let's just go. What Bears. does Jimmy Shorts have to say about it? Oh, Chuck, I thought you'd ask. Jimmy Shorts, and welcome to week number seven. The Chicago Bears are hosting New England and the Patriots. Tom Brady, get ready because you were last year's team. You're going down, Brady. Welcome to the bed then. We got Mac and a better defense. Our rushing game's better, and we're home. We're going to hurt you, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, you go home to that gargoyle wife of yours. And then you can cry and say, kiss my boo-boo, I'm sore. I want a bottle and my blankie. Take the Chicago Bears. They're going to beat New England this Sunday at Soldier Field. I'm Jimmy Shorts. I'm such a nerd for this stuff. LSU has a new helmet this weekend. Okay. Depending on... The way the light hits the helmet, the helmet changes colors. Purple, gold, gold, purple. It's a stunt, but I enjoy stunts. Well, and the thing is, the college kids enjoy They're not, they do the uniforms and all those changes mm-hmm. for recruiting. They don't do it for the fans. They do it, okay, they do it a little bit for marketing so that they can sell some stuff. But that's so that the kids think that they're cool. And that's who they're trying to appeal to. They're not trying to appeal to the 50-somethings like you and me, Pally. You know, and if they did that, they'd have to turn it into a mood ring helmet. What kind of mood the player's in changes the color of the helmet. What do you think about that? Mine would constantly be the color of salt. Salt? (laughs) (laughs) I thought just anger red. Yeah, Yeah. anger red or just white for salt. What kind of mood is Freebie in? Well, Uh, let's check his helmet. He's pretty salty today. Oh, shoot. Well, have we covered everything? You feel good? You got anything up your sleeve? Bulls lost uh, their opener last night, 127-108. They will not get above 500 the rest of the year. <laughs> LeBron lost his opener with the Lakers. Uh, as he said, it's not it's not like chemistries like instant oatmeal where you just pour the water in and, and make it work. Right. They've got a little work to do on that team. There's not a whole lot around him on the Lakers this year. And as we discussed last time, the West is where the talent is. Blackhawks lost last night. 
Uh, you are six weeks away from high school basketball. Yeah. Well, seven. Seven, seven. weeks away. Mm-hmm. Um, does a lot change in the broadcasting techniques or whatnot? The pace quickens dramatically. Okay. Um, you know, football, when we show up at a football game, there's no JV game beforehand. So we have plenty of time to record interviews and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a very leisurely pace. And, and football is a slower pace than basketball is. Football broadcast can go two and a half, three hours easily. Uh, basketball, you're, the game's done usually an hour, 15, hour and a half. Okay. And there's a JV game ahead of time, which means you record the student-athlete interviews at halftime of the JV game. And then you're trying to get both head coaches in the 20 minutes of warm-up before the varsity game starts, along with the open recorded, and get upstairs, do the pregame show. All that has to happen in about a 20-minute window. And that, of course, is all up to your executive producer running the... uh, Well, it's... Or is it it you? It's all up to basically the crew being on its game. Yeah. And Bob politicking. And, um, you know, squeezing hands, kissing babies, and things like that. And uh, just basically cranking it up. So, yeah, the, the pace quickens quite a bit for basketball. Let me put you on the spot. One gymnasium, one student body that gets it during basketball. Oh, my goodness. Well, over the over time, I've always enjoyed our trips to Concord. Concord. McEwen Gym. Now, the problem is they're not that good right now. Okay. Okay. Derek Deshaun might be able to build that program back up, but they haven't been that good for the last few years. Okay. So it's kind of petered down. The game we always start with, and it's always got an electric atmosphere, is Elkhart Central and Elkhart Memorial in Northside Gym. The big barn on Bristol Street seats 7,373 people. They won't come close to filling it, but they'll put 5,000 in there. Mm-hmm. And it'll rock, and it'll be loud for that game. Okay. Um Another place where uh, there's a, a good din of sound, and we were there for the first time last year, was Fairfield. For the first time? We were there last year for the first time doing a boys game. But f- when Fairfield played Westview, and Westview was ranked number one, and Fairfield upset them, that gym was packed, and it was loud. Okay. And, and that's, that atmosphere drives you as a broadcaster. You know this because you've been on stage at the concerts that Pulse FM does. And you know that when a crowd is into it, yes. it it fuels you. Yeah, it feeds you. And that certainly was the case at these games where you've got, you know, a number one team and a big crowd. Man, you feel it. What uh do you, have you released your schedule? Uh, we're still working on still it. Still working on it? Yeah. All right. One song you're hoping to hear Saturday night. Before all said and done, well, if he, if he doesn't play Friends in Low Places, why have we all shown up? I agree. I mean, that, let's face it, that is the signature Garth Brooks song. Isn't it really it? is. I'm a, uh, this might be an, a deeper album cut, but it was a hit for him. He covered an Aerosmith song called Fever, mm. and it moves. And I'd, I'd like to hear that one Saturday night. Okay. Okay. You can subscribe to the Sports Yak. Boy, Chuck, I'm excited about this. It's on every single podcast, forum, 
out there. Spreaker, Spotify, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play. You got one of those Google Plays in your house? Hey, Google Play, play Sports Yak episode 15. Booyah. Alexa, hey, play the infamous Bob Nagel Sports Yak episode. It pops right up. It pops right up. Why wouldn't Alexa filter that for you? Well, (laughs) I don't have the settings appropriated yet. So hit the subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode. If you've got a question or comment, you can always tweet us, SportsYak2Ks, Instagram, SportsYak2Ks, or you can email TheSportsYak2Ks at gmail.com. You're on Twitter. I am. 46 Sports. And here's what I appreciate about your Twitter. You slide in a Bible verse for me and the other fans every day. Every day, the first tweet of the day, this is when you know that I'm up, is a Bible verse, because I figure that's a great way for all of us to start the day. Today it's from Luke chapter 12, verse 4. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but after that can do no more. So in other words, no matter what physical harm can happen to you in this world, don't be afraid of that. Just be afraid of the one who can send your soul to Gehenna. Hashtag Gehenna. Which I believe, if we want to bring this show full circle, Mike Tyson was capable of doing that (laughs) back in the 1990s. And there it is. We leave you... We leave you now with the number one song from 1985 that was just covering pop radio. It's from the Norwegian supergroup. You've been listening to Sports Yak on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode of this hot garbage rant. Follow Sports Yak on Instagram and Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. This is Jimmy Shorts. That's gone. Aha. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.